0: Thanks for inviting me back to the Braille Challenge finals. I have such a blast meeting the competitors and sharing their enthusiasm for the code that is Braille. So finalists, are you excited to be here tonight?
1: I think the cool thing about Braille Challenge is watching all these students As they enter in the room, it's just like a racer in the starting blocks. You just see their whole disposition change from like, hey, I'm outside having a lot of fun. I come in, I sit at that table, and suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, it's go time.
2: My
3: name is Emma Grace Olick, and I am competing in the junior varsity level of the Rail
4: Challenge. I'm Leo and I'm competing in the Sophomore category at the Braille Challenge Finals 2023. I'm Levi Combs, I'm from Wiley, Texas and I'm competing in the Freshman category at the Braille Finals.
0: the Outreach Department at the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Austin, Texas, this is A Sense of Texas. Here is your host, Emily Coleman. Welcome to A Sense of Texas. I'm Emily Coleman. This summer, I was lucky to be the master of ceremonies at the Braille Challenge Finals in Los Angeles. The weekend starts with family time and technology demos before transitioning to a cutthroat competition on the USC campus supported by countless volunteers, Braille Institute employees, and the USC marching band. The Braille Challenge encourages students to feel great about their braille literacy skills. It empowers them to excel in academics in a fun, competitive environment. Today, we're highlighting three Texas competitors, their families, and professionals from the field. Be sure to listen all the way through the end for some outtake gems.
2: I'm Sergio Oliva, I'm Vice President of Programs and Services at Braille Institute. The Braille Challenge started 25 years ago, well the conversations did, and it was really a conversation about how do we address as an organization the high unemployment rate among the VI population um, that are adults. And so we knew back then that one of the determining factors to gaining employment was that they were Braille readers. And so that's really why the Braille Challenge program got started. Sprinkle a couple of fun activities and bring the parents together. And 23 years later, we are across all of North America and also in the UK now. This is actually our 23rd year and five years ago we actually made the decision of moving it to a higher ed institution and here we are at the University of Southern California to really promote and demystify higher ed for the visually impaired population as well. One of the main reasons why I love the program that we all know as Braille Challenge is because it's beyond promoting Braille literacy. There is this strong sense of community that allows parents, new students, and also people in the field, professionals, to really come together and not just network but really celebrate the true essence of the program which is to promote braille literacy
0: now to say a few words please welcome braille institute's new ceo
4: this is his very first braille
0: challenge final so let's give a warm braille challenge welcome to jim
5: I started as Braille Institute CEO in December of 22, not that long ago and my team and my board and everybody told me, Jim, when you get to experience the Braille Challenge Finals, you will not believe how magical and powerful and wonderful it is. And after spending the past two days with our students, all of you, our families, our volunteers, our alumni, we got a lot of alumni here, and our special guests. I can tell you my team was right. This is the most incredible experience.
6: I'm Emily DeSantis and my son is Leo DeSantis. Um, He is a sophomore uh, contestant this year and this is his fourth year being a finalist. Coming back now, five years later, just like seeing how his experience of the finals has changed and how he's grown, it has been really kind of amazing. I think for him, because the Braille Challenge is really the only academic competition for kids like him, he really looks forward to it every year, he takes it really seriously, he practices a lot, um, and it's very motivating to try to get to finals. I'm
3: Leo and I'm competing in the sophomore category at the Braille Challenge Finals 2023. The Braille Challenge has helped me become a better student because I often learn about new grammar rules when I'm studying for it because sometimes they'll make errors in it in the proofreading and sometimes they're on accident and sometimes they're on purpose and I can learn about those errors and also how to spell words correctly and how to use the Braille rules accurately because they can be confusing
6: because it's something that is unique to them and something that they can really own themselves um, rather than kind of going to school and hearing about what the other kids are doing and they're competing in sports and they're doing all these things and i think that the braille challenge gives them something to really to really own and to really feel proud of um, and aspire to and it's really it's really been meaningful for him My name is Emma Grace Olick,
3: and I am competing in the junior varsity level of the Braille Challenge. Finals has impacted me a lot because I have gained hope from seeing people who, you know, are similar to me, who are voracious in their desire to learn Braille and in their goals. So, you know, it helps me have bigger goals for myself and for the Braille community because they have inspired me to think of ways to help the community at
5: large. Scott
1: Olick, uh, Emma Grace Olick's uh, father and uh, Braille Challenge has impacted us in the fact that it's given Emma something to kind of focus on every year and a goal that's maybe higher than just uh, accomplishing school work which she does with great ease so to speak so uh, you know it's, it's great every year that uh, she's been out here twice now and I think uh, both times that she's gotten the call it's been the happiest day of the year for her so she's excited to be here. But uh, and the family enjoys it too to be around you know kids that uh, focus on learning and and bettering themselves. In particular, I mean, there's been students that didn't know about Braille Challenge, and I must kind of talk to them, and they came then to the regionals to participate this year for the first time. And I think that kind of helps spread the word, right? That you get people that are um, so excited about it, and it kind of spreads spreads the word rather than oh, it's just another test I have to take, I don't want to go take another test, and then they didn't go. So this year, one of her friends, Scarlett, uh, came and participated, and I think really enjoyed that. But her parents really hadn't done that before with her, so I think uh, it was very interesting to see how she had an affinity to Braille. You know, kids all love it, so. This past month, she's been practicing almost every day, so I think she knows what to practice on, and even though she didn't get a grade last time, I think she kind of knew what she needed to work on, so she was really focused on that.
4: I'm Levi Combs, I'm from Wiley, Texas, and I'm competing in the freshman category at the Braille finals. I'm most excited, it, well, that, that it's my first time and I get to, like, meet people. And, Are you nervous about
0: competing tomorrow?
4: Mm, a little bit.
0: How, do you think that the Braille finals makes you a better student?
4: Well, it does help me with Braille in the future, in your category, do you do speed and accuracy? And no, uh, we have proofreading, in reading comprehension, and spelling. And of those three, which one is your favorite? Probably the spelling because I'm a good speller, and then reading comprehension, and then proofreading. As
0: students spend a Saturday competing, their families enjoy workshops with each other. Often led by individuals who are blind, families get to ask tough questions and learn from the experts. All right, everybody, we're gonna get started.
1: My name is Adrian
5: Amandi. I'm the Director of Educational Outreach at the California School for the Blind. I'm blessed to be in partnership with Braille Institute of America and happy to be here at the National Braille Finals. Welcome to California. I hope, I know that a lot of people came from all over the country to get here, um, internationally to get here, and we're very excited to have you here for our first parent workshop of the morning. The title of this parent workshop is Posing the Tough Questions, Empowering the Entire Family to Promote Independence. Our two lead presenters for this parent workshop are Greg Stilson, Head of Global Innovations at the American Printing House for the Blind, and Peter Tusick, Director of Strategic Partnerships at HumanWare. Take it away, guys. Body language is so important. And I, and I think it's not that we overlook it. It's just that it's not something you, you tend to just teach, you know, the, the importance of your body language says a lot to everyone around you, whether you realize it or not. And a lot of times we don't realize it. And it can be really hard to kind of bring that stuff up or to teach. I mean, another one, you can just. I had terrible posture. I just feel like
1: slumped
5: down. And my mom would just be
1: like, you know, like hands on the forehead, <laughs> and the other hand on my back,
5: you know. But those things, they really, my, my, my mom was very, I, and my, my family, the blindisms, I did have them. I was a, a flapper and a rocker, eye pusher and those things. But it was, it was also a teaching how the importance of body language. Because unfortunately, the world around us, the sighted world, doesn't give us a pass if our body language is, is bad. And, and I'll say it too. I mean, even when I meet someone, and they're I'm blind, but if you pick up on somebody just put their head down, even as, as a blind person, I'm like well, I guess this person doesn't want to be here. Like I, I don't. You know, it, it's very awkward. So, just can you relate to any of these stories? Yeah. Just clap. yeah. 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 Now you all all i'm sure have your techniques right and they're all going to be different because there is no book that teaches you how to help your child this way right this is one of those unwritten how the heck do i stop them from rocking like crazy like what's the right thing to do the other technique you know peter's mom used the the physical contact for some kids especially with the eye pressing um and the eye pressing is is a it's it's a dangerous one because it can really cause damage right and one of the things that really I've heard a lot of success from is physical contact, actually touching the hands, you know, not just screaming hands, uh, <laughs> touching hands. Actually, I had a teacher that would take and just put their finger under my chin and lift it up a little bit. Because what happens is when you're in that zone, right, you're, you're not even, you're not paying attention. You're, it's kind of like you looking out the window, right? You're kind of zoned out. That, that's really what happens. Most of the blind kids that I know that do eye press
6: have no
5: clue
0: they're doing it when they're doing it. The TBI, I also find that they will find ways around glasses mm-hmm. and everything to keep pressing. Yep. Yep. Not only a parent whisperer, Greg Stilson, head of global innovation at APH, was also this year's keynote and is a huge fan of the finals.
5: So I've been coming to Braille Challenge probably for the last 10 years, I would expect, better part of it. And honestly, it is by far one of my favorite events to come to every year. Um, to meet the families and the kids, uh, is it's just so much fun. And I am just such a big fan of Braille Challenge, not only because it obviously promotes the use of Braille and reading and writing and all of that, but I'm a huge fan of Bringing competition into uh, blind kids' worlds, right? Because as sighted people, you're introduced to all these sports and competition things, and and that's not often something our kids get the opportunity to to do, right? And so, when you combine the the you know, the benefits of Braille literacy, plus you bring in some competition, friendly competition, and then it creates this great community. Um, when I see these reoccurring Braille Challenge finalists and things like that, they have this community with all of their, you know, the families, the friends that, that are around that they see every year or that they see most of every year. It's, it's this amazing community that I think they're going to carry with them their entire life.
0: Our three Texas competitors definitely showed up this year. Levi really enjoyed competing in the freshman division. Leo won first place in the sophomore division and also earned the Harley Fetterman Award for Excellence in charts and graphs. Emma Grace won second place in the junior varsity division. To hear her thoughts after the award ceremony, I bring you Emma Grace again. So I got my recorder on, but why don't you tell us what you won? Um, I won
3: second place in the junior varsity category. Nice. Okay, so what was the best part of tonight at the award ceremony? It was awesome like hear my name called because I didn't expect it. You didn't? I don't believe that. <laughs> I think maybe you expected it a little. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think. I was like, you know, it probably won't happen, so. <laughs> <laughs> So now next
0: year will you be in a new category? Yes, I will be
3: varsity. <laughs> Alright, so
0: last question, is there anything you, you might want to say to like a young braille reader who's just starting out and wanting to compete in the
3: Braille finals? Just keep on trying, because even if you think you fail, you haven't because you tried. And you know, because you didn't get it the first time means like you get to try again the next year and like you know, with anything really. So then you'll do better each time if you work
2: hard.
0: Thanks to every regional competition paving the way for this national event. Special thanks to Braille Institute for allowing us an inside look into the finals and continuing to invite me back. I hope I can attend again next year. From the TSBBI Outreach Department and A Sense of Texas, I'm Emily Coleman. See you next time.
3: Wait, so are you going to be recording us? Yeah, I, I was recording you while you were visiting out oh. there
0: just to make sure that I had the sound right. You want to touch this recorder i have so you can see so it has like a microphone on top cool. wow lots of buttons i know i just borrowed it from our media people do
3: a lot of people listen to your podcast we have oh, i like the podcast yeah we have like mm-hmm. thirty-seven
1: thousand downloads wow really good. yeah
3: i've never heard of your podcast before i
1: don't, I don't listen, to, listen to, podcasts to podcasts a lot either because i don't have like
3: enough patience or time oh. i don't like them because they're too long right? mm-hmm. yeah i feel like That's podcasts true. are too long and they just like they just go on and on and on Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and it'll be like simple things. Mm
0: This has been a presentation of the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired Outreach Department. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics to cover in future episodes, please contact us at podcast at tsbvi.edu.